Whenever we visit each other, Millie and me have a special code. Well, yesterday when the doorbell rang, I knew it was Millie. Two buzzes and then one again after that. I was there in a jiffy, but it wasn't Millie. It was Lottie Higginbottom, neighbourhood watch, stood there in her windbreaker, staring at me with suspicious eyes. Yes, Lottie? Thought you should see this. She hands a leaflet, then turned on her heels and left. I glanced at the obnoxious thing. New lockdown rules. No visitors. Repeat, no visitors. I scrunched it into a ball. Well, I know where you're headed. Straight in the bin. Minutes later, Millie was at the door. I pulled her inside. Our code has been cracked, Millie. By who? That nosy bitch across the street, the pride of Bletchley Park. We peered through the frost glass window at the spy all hugger mugger on the bench, tapping away on her phone. What's she up to this time? Keeping tabs on us rule breakers, I expect. It outraged Millie. Well, she can stick it where the sun don't shine. That's the job of the police, not her. I know. Anyway, never mind that. Come inside the lounge. It's about to begin. We went into the lounge where I'd made a pot of tea. The electric dogs were dancing in the grate. Millie and I sat on the sofa and tucked into our fave chock chip and ginger cookies from Mark's. Happy bunnies, the pair of us, settling down to watch telly. Before long, we had tears in our eyes listening to Joe Biden talking so nice about unity and Kamala so nice in her lavender suit, a mix of the blue and the red, they said, a symbol of togetherness. Nice to see them all tucked up in their masks, Millie said. Makes a change from old pouty chops. But where's all the people? At home, watching it on telly, I expect. They can't risk any more riffraff. Not after the riots, Millie. It sucks not seeing the flag wavers like in the olden days, said Millie. That orange turd. I hope he slips on a golf ball and gets a club up his bum. Yes, I'll expect he'll come a cropper on the green one day soon. Guantanamo Bay was built for the likes of him. You're not wrong, Lizzie. When the young poet laureate took the podium, Millie and I fell silent, listening to that sweet, angelic voice. What a brilliant poem, Millie said. Do you know my sister is married to a Gorman, lives in a place called Crow's Nest, way up in the hills in Ireland. Yes, I know, you showed me their wedding photo once. I wonder if there's any relation. Is he a poet, perchance? No, he's a farmer. Well then, don't be stupid. Anyone can drive tractors and still be a poet. I suppose so. But just because you share the same name doesn't mean you're related to America's poet laureate. I'll have you know, the Gorman family goes back a long way, back to slavery, as a matter of fact. I don't doubt it, married to your sister. <laughs> Hilarious. Forget it, Millie. I saw the wedding photos, remember? He's as white as the driven snow, that man, apart from a few freckles on his nose. So skin colour isn't prevalent these days. She had a point, I suppose. We were still arguing when the doorbell rang. Stay where you are, Mills. I'll see her off, good and proper this time. Don't you worry. I opened the door, thinking to give the old cow a good tongue lashing and send her on her way. It wasn't Lottie. It was the unmistakable costume of the law. A plump young man in a high-vis vest. He stood on the front porch in the rain, looking sheepish. Uh, yes, what can I do for you? Uh, sorry to bother you, madam, only I've had a report of illegal activity going on inside this premises. 
What, watching the telly? Since when is that illegal? He showed me his badge. PCSO something or other. I eyeballed him over my spectacles. Who gave you this so-called report? I'm not at liberty to say, madam. It's only, it's been reported uh, that a lot of noise is going on inside the residence. Can I take your name, please, madam? Lizzie is my name. He jotted it down. If it's okay with you, uh, Mrs Lizzie, may I inquire how many people is inside the residence right now? How do you mean how many people? It's been reported that there are lots of voices speaking and instruments playing. Well, it's not. It's just me and my friend Millie. That's Mrs Sparks to you, by the way. Millie is my support bubble, so jot that down in your pad. Just the two of you, madam, are you quite sure? Uh, No, actually, I lied. There's also the President of the United States and his entire marching band. He made another note in his pad. There's no need to be sarcastic, madam. I'm just doing my job. And as I say, we've had several complaints about... I interrupted him. Young man, why aren't you wearing a mask? Does your supervisor know you're out on the doorstep, spreading risk to the community by breathing on them? He snatched a flimsy mask from his pants pocket and spent a few minutes struggling to get it over his nose and mouth. The mask kept slipping down over his earlobe. I gave him the old Lizzie glare, the one that could strip the lining off a lead pipe. Dear me, is that all the Met can afford these days? Meanwhile, the radio crackled to life on his shoulder and I heard an irate voice saying, 7315, are you receiving me? He turned to talk into the radio. I heard a muffled voice saying, this is 7315 receiving. Where the blazes are you, came the crackly voice on the other end. A friendly road, we've had a report of... What? Speak up, I can't hear you. A friendly road for a report of... Never mind that. Get your ass back to base. We need you on traffic now. Sorry, Sarge, I'm on my way. He turned around again, red-faced. I pressed my advantage. You may have already spread the virus and me in a high-risk category. I fibbed about that last bit. Nothing wrong with old Lizzie, healthy as a trout. Sorry, madam, we must follow up plan to two reports. Well, then I suggest you follow up on that community pest sitting over there on that bench, spreading fake news about the neighbours, ought to be arrested for wasting police time. Uh, thank you, Mrs Lizzie. Sorry for bothering you. All right, now go and check on old nosy knickers. I pointed at Higginbottom, who was watching the proceedings with glee from her watchtower across the street. Oh, we'll do, thanks again. He turned and strode towards Lottie with a determined gait. Meanwhile, I returned to the lounge just in time to see Jill and Joe Biden waving at the cameras from the front door of the White House. Millie looked up from the telly. Who was that? Old Bill, I said. Silly coppers. The Bidens stood at the threshold waiting to be let in. Struth, what's taking so long to open the blimmin' door? Cleaning up after the Adams family, I expect. Do you know they had to bring in the National Guard just to clear away all the cartons from the Oval Office? Blimmin' disgrace. Well, you know how he liked his Mickey D's. Another cuppa. Go on, then. <laughs>